It's Tracy, and I have today what I know is going to be a fantastic episode featuring super producer Alex. How are you? You know, those two things are mutually exclusive. You get one or you get the other. You don't get both. Today we are both. It's going to be both. You want a fantastic episode or you want me involved? Both. Yeah, that's and a tall I go for the and. I always go for the and. <laughs> and here's the deal, because every now and then, because I know we have some new listeners, every now and then uh, we learned that our listeners want to know a little bit more about what's going on uh, behind the scenes, not just riveting interviews, but... Um, that's that's uh they they want to know a little bit about tracy and alex and so that is what we are going to do today and we will talk about current events eventually but i gotta tell you um we have a lot to talk about alex that is is not in the news and uh there because there's been a lot of stuff go down here um in boulder colorado and what what of those items is the at the forefront of your little brain today well, I'll tell you what's at the, the very forefront, because like what's going on around town is the uh, kind of the second thing. The first thing is that, you know, and, you know, I've I've done something that you have banned me from doing. Mm-hmm. I have read the reviews. Yeah, I never banned you from doing that. I mean, I may have said it, but I had no illusions that it would actually happen. <laughs> Well, we got a review. We got a very nice review. Uh, and uh, and we love reviews because it helps our it helps our show. And um, this is and it from, makes Tracy feel good about herself. It, it does. It makes me feel very good about myself. Uh, the, but, there's no hope for me. I'm never going to feel good about myself. But oh, well. So uh, well, what is the review? I want to hear it, it is from Moon Pie the First Moon Pie the First down in Louisiana. And, you know, me and you, Alex, we hail from the south. Uh, we're and here we in know Boulder, all about Colorado. the moon pies down in the south. Yeah, yeah, we love moon pies. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, this is this is what it said. It said, Tracy, since I heard you read the comments, I couldn't resist. So it's out there. They know I read the comments. I love the show. <laughs> it's become one of my favorites. The topics are interesting and insightful. Just the right balance of humor and seriousness gives this Louisiana girl something to look forward to. Delightful. Moon Pie the First, we think you are delightful. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miss Moon Pie. The only question I have is just the right balance of humor and seriousness. Mm -hmm. Is that describing the introductions where it's me and you? Mm -hmm. Or is that describing Tracy and her interviewees i'm gonna go with that's the bulk of the of the podcast is you and your interviewees i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna go with both okay yeah well i mean i'll take that i'm I'm not opposed to it by any stretch but yeah so um, if you like the show please go on and write us a review it helps in the analytics and that kind of thing and the uh optimization all of that and if you like us even more than that you can buy us a coffee buy us a coffee yeah yeah, that's how are we, we still put that information show? in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, the information and, and the link are in the show notes, mm-hmm. and you can go and just click on a link, and it, you can just donate about the amount of money that a cup of coffee costs, like five in five dollar increments, and it, it it makes it makes me feel special. I think these days a cup of coffee is not five dollars. It starts with five dollars, and that's before the tip, the mandatory tip where they take the iPad and they turn it around and stick it in your face. And it says, choose your tip here. That is true. But then, you know, 20%, if you want... 25%, 40%, 80%, something like that. Before you know it, true. you've spent, you know, a $5 tip. That's and, true. And here's the thing. I have no problem. Uh, this is a pet peeve of mine because tipping has gotten completely out of control since the COVID days. Mm-hmm. And there was a cool article on NPR the other day that talked about this and, and where it came from. And what they were talking about is that, you know, during COVID days, those people that had stayed open, you know, the service workers, if you will, mm-hmm. um, 
and the people that are traditionally tip bound, you know, we started tipping a lot more just to say thanks for doing your job and being here when nobody else is around. Sure. And yeah, they absolutely deserve that. And not to mention the fact that they're not paid much in the first place. But mm-hmm. um, next thing I know, I mean, the, the guy at the 7-Eleven up the street has got a tip jar. I know. Like, I'd be, uh, sorry, I, I'm tipping. Nobody tips me. I've never, I've never uh, liked that either. And, and it's gotten to the point where everything involves either a tip or the public shame of you're not a tipper. So my my way of combating this i mean i have no problem with tipping people that i believe deserve a tip uh-huh. that starts in the food and beverage industry which sure. has traditionally been tip based where i mean mm-hmm. those guys get paid three dollars an hour something like it's that the yeah. only industry where they're allowed to pay less than minimum wage mm-hmm. because it was considered standard that they earn tips and and they do now very everybody well wants way. a tip but now suddenly people that are making 15 20 an hour because they work at the local neighborhood Chipotle, uh, which is great. You know, let's throw some money in a tip jar and let those guys have a bonus. I'm, I'm all for that. But when it becomes expected that my, you know, $12 burrito is going to be $15 because I need to augment their salary, it kind of begs the question, why are, there, why are their employers not paying them what they probably should be paying them? Well, so, you know, you know what Mexican place just reopened is Casa Bonita. Yes. And, and- you know how long it took them to find the right shade of pink paint? No, I, I don't remember, but it was something crazy. Like they had to go through, you know, 100 gallons of paint before they found. the. Oh, ranch. really? Oh, my yeah, God. Something well, silly like that. The South Park guys uh, bought Casa Bonita, totally restored it. And now they're paying their employees $30 an $30 hour. $30 an hour. I absolutely love allowed. that. Yeah, and I love that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, my way of combating the tip thing, or at least what I don't like about I, I have no problem giving tips where I think tips are warranted and, mm-hmm. and more often than not, they are. In fact, I'm happy to, uh, I'm much more happy to offer the tip when it's not expected uh, because then it's appreciated is what it totally. feels like. Uh, but so my solution to this is that I've just started paying with a lot more things with cash than with a card. Oh. Because when I see somebody pull out the iPad to process my card, I know they're going to turn it around and say, choose your tip amount. And uh. I hate being put on the spot like that. Well, you it's know what like, I did today? I pressed zero did you really <laughs> did that? yes down at the <laughs> farmer's market i did and i'm like they're gonna turn that around and think i'm a ebenezer screech but well you know the other thing that that's along the same lines it's just like those places like for example there's a local drive-through uh chinese place here it's a it's a chain uh-huh. and anytime you order something from there they say okay your total is you know 1562 would uh-huh. you like to round up to save children they do that at PetSmart. Do you want to save a homeless dog? I was like, no. Yeah, the problem <laughs> is, yeah, of course, I want to do good things for good people that need it. I said no. Whatever. But I have no I have no idea where that money's going for or where that money is going to, who's keeping it, mm-hmm. how much of it gets to the kids or the homeless dogs or whatever. And what I really don't like is being put on the spot like that. Uh, would you like to donate a little bit of extra money for a cause that you surely would support unless you're a terrible person? That's well, what I'm, I hear. A, I'm, I'm a terrible like, person. I'm That's... a terrible person. And mm-hmm. my answer is nope. Don't want to round up. Yep. Yep. Okay. So um, on to more life things now that we've solved the tip issue. Um, <laughs> now that we know how much of a jackass Alex is. And Tracy is too. Okay. So, so, you know, uh, and we could, this sort of connects because yeah, you know who called me? Who called Nancy you? Grace. Nancy Grace. What did she call me. you? She, she called me awesome. I imagine you could barely stand it. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Nancy Grace, you know, she she's big on true crime, HLN, Fox, Fox News, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I was on her show twice. 
And how did that go? It went awesome. And I, um, I think I heard the first one where you pulled a term, a body language term out of your butt and Nancy Grace was so impressed with it. She's like, wait, I got to write that down. I yeah. love that term. What was yeah, the term? Yeah, she said that. Um, what was what was the term? We were talking about the Idaho, University of Idaho murderer. He murdered four, allegedly, four college students. Mm-hmm. They caught him, drug him into court. And uh, the question was, what was his body language all about? There were several experts on there and what did he do he um it was a credibility something oh, uh, or another because it was a prestige suggestion because Pres- it, okay he, that was because it. he chose he chose to not um uh to have a no no when, plead no plead is what he did well he, they asked him how he pled and he right. didn't answer correct and he said nothing and so the judge said okay i'm gonna give you not guilty then Mm-hmm. And so they were Nancy because she 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 for one, she's the smartest person who's ever interviewed me by far. And she knows exactly what she's doing. And she uh, was was talking about this with some of the other experts on there. And I and I chimed in. I was like, well, really, what I one of the things that may be going on there was he was trying to go for a prestige suggestion. Mm-hmm. which uh, a prestige suggestion is a term in hypnosis, which says, okay, if you have a doctor code on, someone is going to be more likely to accept your suggestion about what you should do with your health than like maybe if it comes from your brother-in-law. Who's wearing Adidas. Yeah, who's wearing Adidas or, or Adidas a tie or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that could be one of his, uh, one of his, um, I guess, little things that he's trying to do there uh, in court to try to swing the public opinion for him, which, you know, they did the DNA and he left his knife sheath there. And um, there's almost a 0% chance it was anybody other than him. However, um, you know, you got to play the public opinion, play to public opinion. Um, We should clarify that all of these things that he did, he allegedly did and have not been proven in court. Right. Well, and here's what happened. So we talked about that and it's a uh, crime stories with Nancy Grace and you can look that up. It's on YouTube or um, Sirius XM or it's behind a paywall on Fox. And, and you can see that most of my parts, cause there was a lot of other experts on there start at about the 40 minute mark. And that's when I do is body language analysis. And um, just like me and you, Alex, there was, there's conversation before they press record mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nancy on the second uh, time that she had man had just gotten back from Japan mm-hmm. and you know she she's a good southern southern girl and and she goes you know she goes those forests over in Japan she goes they're 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 just different they're different over there she goes I thought Kung Fu Panda was going to jump right out and, and <laughs> <laughs> well you know about the haunted forests in Japan right uh, well, I don't know if they're haunted, but I do know that they think that the spirits reside in the trees That's, they don't let you ski in the trees in Japan oh okay they have skiing in Japan Oh, yeah. I had mm-hmm. no idea. No, mm-hmm. I was thinking of, I think it's at the base of Mount Fuji okay. uh, in Japan. They have the haunted forest, quote, quote. Uh-huh. Um, and, and that's a place where everybody goes to commit suicide. To commit suicide? To commit suicide, yes. So every year, uh, at certain times of the year, volunteers will go in and they will, I mean, because there'll, there'll be you know a whole stack of cars at the end of the season, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, there'll be a whole stack of cars that are unclaimed and clear, clearly abandoned there. So they go in and they look for whomever these cars belong to because uh-huh. they just assume that they went in to die. 
which really? is what happened. Yeah, and so they'll go in and they'll find you know the remains of, of bodies and skeletons and all sorts of stuff. Um, and some of them will have done something overt, like shot themselves in the head or hung themselves from a tree. Some of them just stay there, I guess, take some drugs, and you know there's no clear cause of death. Uh, frequently, they'll take their shoes off and leave them outside their tent, and the tent will be like old and tattered and beat up at that point, like in shreds from. Oh no the weather, but there's still a pair of shoes right outside. And so they kind of know, okay, there's going to be a body inside there. That person went in that tent to die. Dang. I had anyway, no idea. Freaky thing about uh, forests. I don't know about Kung Fu Panda jumping out of the trees, but well, yeah, that was according to Nancy of- Grace, it could happen. And someone else asked her, because, you know, we're all chit chatting before we start. Someone's like, hey, Nancy, how you doing? And she goes, I'm angry and out for revenge, just like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So you say she's a good Southern girl. I, that strikes me as more like Midwest Southern, like Oklahoma, Arkansas. No, she's like Georgia. She's Georgia. Is she really? Mm-hmm. I, you'd think I'd pick up on that, but nope. Yeah. Angry and out for revenge. That's how she is. So um, here is what we got to talk about, because there's been some uh, incidents. Public enemy number one, Alex, in Boulder. Do, do you know who that is? I no? can barely wait to hear. It is me. Public oh, really? enemy number one. In How many Boulder. parking tickets do you have now? I have. I am uh, two for two. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, now well, you got to tell me about the first one. Did you beat it? I've I've beaten both of them. However, be- yes. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I'm not. I, I okay. So between my husband and I, we have two new new cars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I took uh my car down to uh pearl street mm-hmm. and i put my money in the meter and i typed in my license plate number and i came out i was getting a haircut i came out boom ticket mm-hmm. and i called him and i said hey why y'all giving me a ticket i paid and it says right here i paid and and they said well what what license number did you put in and i read it and they're like oh that's not your license number that's why i'm like what is the deal that I type and I, I still don't know what the license plate that I have really is, but there is either a zero or the letter O in it. And I put the wrong one and in the parking, I don't know, meter made, whatever they call them now uh, is could not be bothered to check the other number or the other letter. Mm-hmm. And just this was like, was, oh, you got a parking ticket over one letter in your license plate misrepresented on your payment yes and it was the letter o which should have been the letter zero or the number the number zero right and okay so i beat that we figured it out and then i took my husband's car down to pearl street the other day and i called you i called you right after Uh and and because i got the same thing you didn't pay and my parking ticket went to 11 48 a.m they gave me a parking ticket at 11:47 and 56 seconds. So basically there, you paid and your receipt showed that you were paid through 48. Yes. And yes. the ticket, the time of the uh the citation uh-huh. that was issued to your vehicle was 47 and change. Yeah, it was like 8 seconds too too soon that they 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 were just getting antsy there and they wrote the ticket. No, okay. turns out and I called you and I was all upset about this, right? And it turns out it was the same problem that it was a zero versus O problem. Uh-huh. And so anyway, we worked it out because it was a different car. 
Now, as far as I'm concerned, you pick the right shape of letter slash uh, uh, number. Exactly. They can okay. figure it out from there. Yeah. Okay. But here's the kicker, Alex. I finally got the new license plate for my new car of Acura MDX. And this is karma. This is karma because it actually has a zero and an O in the new license plate. And I am supposed to be able to figure this out when I type (laughs) it in to to the parking kiosk thing anywhere I go. (laughs) Have you looked at the law around parking tickets? And does it say specifically that, yes, it is a parking infraction to misrepresent your license plate? It has to be something like that. But but I'm just saying they're out to get me and this is going to keep happening. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what I say, do is that you can either go to court or you can call the ADA that's, you know, dealing with it. Uh But just say, guys, it's a zero or it's an O. I I don't know which it is. It's a circle. And I inputted a circle on your machine. I'm not a font specialist. I am not a handwriting analysis. I'm not person. I don't know. You know, if it's deciphering what this circle stands for is not my problem. I paid I think, for the time I, that I parked. I think and, they would tell me it is my problem. Well, here's the thing is that they would have to show that you had an intention to I cheat don't know. the parking system. I don't I just think that the that the park the meter maids need to try a little harder. Well, that may be the case, but the point being is that it, it, there's no criminal intent. If you plugged in your your license to the best yeah. of your ability and it's what you think that is, you're not expected to be a license plate expert. I don't and, know. And there's clearly no criminal intent to cheap the parking system. No, but they and told me they were going to give it. me a ticket next time. And then they sent me a plate with a zero and an O in it. I'm like, you people. Yeah, I think you keep doing the same thing. They, they nobody, They're, they're going to need to show that you intended to defraud the system. I don't think so. I think they're going to send me straight to jail. Um, okay, so <laughs> so which brings us to the next point. Okay. Because it uh, we're recording is July 8th. Mm-hmm. And I got in the mail, and I sh- and I think I, we talked about this. Uh, speaking of going to jail, uh, I got a coupon for fireworks. Not just fireworks. any fireworks. I got a coupon. We now, Alex, me and you cause our fair share of trouble. We do. It's mostly you, but yeah. It, well, I think, but you have the technical ability behind a lot of the ideas, and so yeah, but notice I've never gotten a parking ticket. Or you not, haven't. You haven't. I, I haven't gotten a parking ticket in a long time. You haven't. However, so you you're mostly have, the cause. You do have you, a new you're the girlfriend. source of mayhem here. You you do have a new girlfriend, Miss M. We call her, and she's mm-hmm. delightful. Who likes to put the kibosh on many of our ideas? My husband just rolls his eyes and walks away. Miss M is a little more forceful, and which is why, <laughs> which is why we uh, did not get to one of the reasons really partake in these. Awesome coupons for fireworks. Um, the $159 Rolling Thunder assortment for only $64.99. Where and where in Colorado, fireworks that leave the ground are illegal. Now, that doesn't stop many people from running up to Wyoming and getting the professional fireworks and bringing them mm-hmm. home. Yeah, it's just two hours up the road. I know, I know. So um, there's a lot of fireworks that we missed out on. Uh, Any one $99 dollar 99 cent fireworks item for only 39 dollars. i want to know what the 100 fireworks item one item would be 
I, you're going to spend a hundred dollars on one firework item. That's what it says here, but we wouldn't this is spend it because we're smart. Like a Harbor Freight advertisement. We would just spend the forty dollars on it. You know, I, I got to tell you, if we actually went firework shopping, I would buy two things. I would buy like a ream of the little black cat uh, bottle rockets. Those are fun. Yeah, and then like a, a ream of those. I don't know. It's got 250 firecrackers on one strand and you just uh -huh. pull the string off of the thing and they, yeah. you know, they all break loose. Yeah. Those are great. Those are the only two things I want to carry. I care Black about. Cat. I don't need bottle or I don't, I don't need the Roman candles or the big hundred dollar when it's, it's much more fun to shoot bottle rockets at you. Well, from your house, we can do that. We could have a Roman candle fight. We could. <laughs> from, from your house, we can get up on the roof uh -huh. and have a Roman candle fight. <laughs> but anyway, well, not to be, not to be, um, because this works with it works with bottle rockets. I could probably get a bottle rocket to your house from mine. Probably, yeah, probably could, yeah. Put yeah. it in a little tube or something. Yeah, not to happen because Miss M. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> and what would she have said? Uh, well, she would throw a fit, and I think it had something to do probably because the last time we got together and did crazy things with her, we all ended up with fruit frozen to our faces uh with i think the... it was just her that ended up with fruit frozen so Actually, we were we were dipping blueberries i think it was blueberries into into liquid nitrogen ice. liquid nitrogen yeah and uh and so it just instantly freezes them and um and i think from there tracy was just throwing them at us but uh i don't think i really threw it we fed we tried to feed one to miss m and i think it touched her lip on the way in and stuck there yeah, yeah, I don't think she uh, was ready. And so she was like that scene in A Christmas Story, mm -hmm. where his, you know, his tongue stuck to the pole. It was, it was like that. Yeah, with a blueberry. On and it. ever since then, we get the kibosh on Adventure's <laughs> Um <laughs> She does destroy all fun, doesn't she? Yeah, well, but we still love her. But speaking we of do. fun, speaking of fun, you know where I went? I went where? to race car school. That's right. You took your, so what was the backstory of this? Your husband bought a car. It came with a day worth of racing school yeah. in Charlotte, Charlotte North Carolina. Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, he was unable to attend. So you took his spot. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. And what did they have you driving? Uh, Mustang. Oh, so he bought a, a Mustang Mach 1, the same car that has either a zero or an O in the license plate. We still uh -huh. don't it's know. It's a 5.0. No, it's better than the 5.0. Oh, well, yeah, see that? Yeah, no, it's better than the 5.0. Uh, uh -huh. there, there's no regulator on it. The thing is awesome, and it is loud, and I love it. And but it's still a 5.0, right? No, I think it's bigger than a 5.0, I believe. It's well, not it's, a 5.7, but... I don't know. Well, it's anyway, a Mach 1. Matter. It doesn't matter. So okay. the point is, I went out there, and I had an event. I... I um. I spoke for uh, Sally Said So Dog Training, mm -hmm. and they are just fantastic out there in North Carolina if you need a dog trainer. Mm -hmm. And um, they, uh, so this school was a school for owners, which I found out means they think you know where all the buttons on the car already are. How many females were there in this class other two. than you? Two. There was another one. Yeah, no, there was two more. Oh, okay. There was two more. Yeah. And okay, we had a I'm female instructor. We had a female instructor who was even better. Cool. I love that. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. There are four things that you got to have on to get in the car and, and do the race car day. So, shoes. uh, no, uh, the four socks. extra things Four suit. Yes. Those shoes and socks. And you got to have the fire suit. Mm -hmm. They gave you this head sock thing like ninjas would wear, right? For, Nomex. Yeah. Yeah. Nomex. Uh, you had to wear this yoke thing called a, mm -hmm. 
You know where uh, the name for Nomex comes from, right? Uh-uh. Because it just makes you look like a yard gnome. Yard gnome? No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's not yeah. right. Okay. So, so you had a neck yoke. A neck yoke prevent- thing. It's called yeah. a Hans device and a helmet. Okay. Okay. So uh, they make sure everything fits. They take you out to the cars, right? And remember, I don't really know the car that good. I like to drive mm-hmm. fast and I can drive a stick shift. No problem. Uh, and I get in the, and they gave me car number one. Car number one. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure, right? Because so I'm the first one for all the drills. Now, uh-huh. um, they say, okay, uh, just put your fire suit on. Just like don't you don't have to zip it up. Put your helmet on. You don't have to put the Nomex thing on. And we're gonna idle over to where we're gonna do these drills. And I'm like, okay, great. So I cannot. For one, I can't understand them because I th- they had uh, radios in our ears. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if they were asking me if I wanted fries with that or, <laughs> or if they were actually telling me like some real instructions. And I'm waving my hand out. The, I'm like, I cannot understand a word you're saying. Right. Um, and so, uh, so I'm getting a little frustrated. Right. But then because they know they think I'm the little wifey who just came because her husband couldn't come, uh-huh. which is. I have the heart of a racer. We know this. I I used to race bikes. Not behind the wheel. Not behind the wheel. Okay. However, I know racing. Uh, Like the tactics are the same. So I can't figure out how to get my seat to scoot up. Like in our car, you you reach your hand down to the left and the little the little button and it goes and the seat goes up and I'm reaching down and these are fancy race car seats. And I can't figure it out. And I can't hear what they're saying in the in the earpiece. And I'm just waving my hand. So I'm getting like my anxiety and my. Is, so you is were that brain. obstinate wife in the lead car who's who sitting still with a whole bunch of people revving their engines behind you yes. wanting to go. Mm-hmm. But they can't go anywhere because the crazy woman in this car is waving at everyone exactly. and probably texting. Yes. Yeah, that was you. I <laughs> yeah, got it. Now. That was me. And okay, so the guy comes and he and the guys were a little gruff. You know, they're tough race car guys. He he reaches, he's like, it's under, it's like it's it, it's the old school kind, right? Because this is a race car seat. It's not electrified. Yeah, you pull right? a bar up underneath. Yeah, you the pull seat the bar and you move up. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I got that. All right, good. So we idle over. Remember, I can't understand anything in my ear at all. I'm like, Big Mac? What? I don't know. So, <laughs> so, so we get to the drag strip, which is super cool. And they're like, all right, put everything you got on. The helmet, the Nomex, the, the Hans device, the um, zip up your suit, the whole thing. So I'm like, great. Got it all. Put it on. Get in the car. And now these these are race car seatbelts. Mm-hmm. So they come over both shoulders and both oh, like hips. Five point harness, right? Yeah, five point harness. And I put the one over my one shoulder, and all of a sudden, Alex, I had this feeling come over me. I've never had it before. I'm getting all hot, and I can't. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm like, okay, I got to try to chug through this. And I'm like, I can't. I cannot. I cannot do this. And so I get out. Remember, I'm in car number one, and mm-hmm. everyone's revved, ready to go. And I get out, and I'm like, look, I cannot do this. Something's wrong. I just and I'm, I'm hot i can't do it and was it the space it was was it like claustrophobia it was claustrophobia it, okay. and i think it was because the nomex was around my neck and also the uh fire suit was zipped up around my neck and i just i couldn't do it and 
the and I, by that time the lady instructor was there and she's like look take off your helmet take off the nomex uh put your helmet back on turn your ac on all the way and um you know what i did it boom claustrophobia thing of the past and uh so it was i was just still... about being wait, was it was it taking the nomex off or just having cool air both I think it was both. both. Yeah. So, so the point is though, everyone's behind me. Right. So I still have that anxiety Mm -hmm. right left over, but I also have to understand the drill that they want us to do and remember all of that. And I'm, I'm flustered. I can feel myself getting flustered and they're like, well, put it in race mode. And I'm like, I don't, freaking know where the button is to do that like <laughs> i have know where no that button idea. is on this car right? i have no idea right because it's a class for owners and i haven't uh-huh. like i've driven the car plenty but i haven't played around with all the buttons so they reach in the car they put my button to where it needs to be and then she's like and i'm I'm strapped in and she's standing at the driver's window and she's like all right you got to press the pony button and i'm like pony button what all is right. the pony button? Like, yeah get the pony button and i'm <laughs> the pony button is where all the cool race car features are on the car oh i thought and, it was just a horn in the middle of the steering well okay so that when i looked at the steering wheel remember how flustered i am mm-hmm. that's the only pony i saw so i put my finger on the pony that i saw and i mm-hmm. looked up at her and she goes nope that's the <laughs> horn <laughs> <laughs> And the pony button is this little bitty tiny button that um, is it, you'd never pick it out. And anyway, she's like, the pony button's right on the right. I'm like, okay. And then anyway, after that, it was fine because, you know, she took a minute with me to get, get me straightened away. But oh my gosh, I thought they were going to put the dunce cap on me. I almost walked, <laughs> I almost walked out of race car school before we even started. <laughs> Just because uh, of I could just hear that. the dialogue going on behind you uh-huh. with all these gruff riders that are just like they're they're in their cars. They know these cars because they own them. Yeah, and they're all fired up and revved up and ready to go. And there's some girl up front who's concerned about her hair in the helmet and needs her air conditioning on. Yeah, and thinks that the horn is going to make the car go faster. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly. That's you. Yeah, they put the housewife in front of the racing team. Good uh-huh. thinking. <laughs> All of that was going on and it was going on in my head. Everybody knew it, but no one was saying it. And anyway, after mm. I did fine after that, but okay. So for the afternoon, we went to the track, Charlotte motor speedway, which was great. Mm-hmm. And there's actually an internal track and then there's the external track. So the external track is really cool. It's banked. It's oval. That's what you see on NASCAR. Yeah. The internal track is curvy, is curvy and up and down and really cool. And we would go on, the uh, in- internal track, and then it would spit us out onto the external track, and we'd go around and use the big banks, and then come back in again and twist around, and then go and and use uh, the banks again. Oh, that's great! You get the best of both both worlds. Like yeah, that internal yeah. track, that's the Formula One track. It's built for yeah. like the open wheel cars. Um, um, yeah, I don't know if it's F one or what it is, but yeah, it's it's. And then the bank track, that's you know NASCAR style, so stock right. car. Yeah. And so it's basically just wide open and mm-hmm. make a left. Yeah, totally. Idea. It's a lot yeah. like a velodrome. It's a bike velodrome, same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was super comfortable on that. Now, um, <laughs> so I they, they put us in groups of four based on our performance in the morning, and didn't take me long to figure out. I was in the remedial group. <laughs> <laughs> put her in the pony button group back there. <laughs> yeah. So. I am trying, and you know, I'm a racer and I can do this thing. And I know, I know banks and, and, uh, entry and exit and all of that. 
So anyway, I'm literally in my car and I'm screaming at the people ahead of me, foot off the brake, right? Mm. Just like you would in traffic because I'm in the remedial group. And anyway, they figured it out and they pulled me over. They're like, hey, you want to go faster? And I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, I want to go mm. faster. So anyway, they, they moved me up. Like they figured out I could do it. I, I had made a miraculous recovery from my morning. <laughs> you still had the air conditioning on, didn't you? I did. I had a drink in the drink holder too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, so that's a big thing with anybody who's like a performance car person Uh is that they don't want to run the air conditioning because you're probably not. Yeah. It saps maybe 5% of the engine's power or something like that. If that, it's not a big deal, but Uh you feel it like you turn on the air and suddenly your car responds a little it's a little less responsive. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing with performance people in cars. Oh yeah, turn the air conditioning off. I want to know what this engine can do. Uh-huh. And here you are cruising around the track. Go faster. I got a drink in the cup holder <laughs> and the air conditioning on full blast. That is true. Yeah. And the, you had the windows down too, didn't you? I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Windows down, air conditioning on full. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I got to tell you, it was one of the best days of my life. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. And I can't wait to go back. And I know where the pony button is now. So uh, loved it. Now, well, um, now, does your husband's car have a pony button? It does. Yeah. And did he know what it was? He did. Okay. And he yeah. didn't honk the horn. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, yeah. So I was out there. I've been a lot of places because, you know, I was out there with Sally Said So, the dog training school in Charlotte. Can we officially call your husband Pony Boy now? We could. We could call him Pony Boy. Yes, we could. From Which is movie. from what movie? Uh, uh, S.E. Hinton wrote the book. Uh, early 80s, give or take. I know. I can see it. I don't know what the name of it. See, Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez. Yeah. I don't know the name of the movie. Oh, it's The Outsiders. Oh, The Outsiders. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so anyway, uh, I was out there doing that. I have been all over San Jose, uh, Duluth, Minnesota, Nisawa, Minnesota, Boston, Winnipeg. I went to Winnipeg. Winnipeg, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and. Where is that? Hershey, Pennsylvania. And how was was Hershey everything you expected it to be? Stop. Don't answer that. First, tell us what you expected Hershey to be, and then how did it play out? Uh, well, here's what I hoped. Oompa Loompas. Yeah, fountains of chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate River. That's all yeah. I wanted. And you know what? Got none of that. None. You know, they should have a lot of rivers in, in somewhere in Pittsburgh or, uh, or, or in Yeah, it's out of Harrisburg. Um, no chocolate rivers or Oompa Loompas. However, I did That's go to cho- Chocolate World, which is pretty good. You could buy any kind of chocolate you wanted there, any kind of Hershey chocolate. And there's a lot of different kinds that you just can't get all the time. I thought it was just one kind of Hershey chocolate. That was the, the name brand. Well, they make all kinds of stuff. And, huh. and then there's Twizzlers and all that. I wasn't going to buy any Twizzlers at Chocolate World. That seemed... Yeah, cool. yeah, that would defeat the purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, it would so- water down the experience for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I did that. And you've been doing some cool stuff too, haven't you? Since when? I mean, we're charting this back to how it's long been a long time. It's been April since we recorded one. Wow. Okay. So I had to put out uh, I had two bike trips that went in May and those went fantastic. Uh, so I was in the field till from late April till early or till mid May uh-huh. uh, out in the desert. And um, you know, it'll likely be my last time. You think you're going to sell it? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to sell it. And mm -hmm. um, I, I don't want to go too far into detail on that one, but right. that deal is largely inked. Uh, it's just a matter of when we put it together and, uh -huh. and, uh, and put it on paper, but and actually transfer assets. But um, so yeah, that is going to happen. And I will go back at least one more time. Uh, you know, part of the deal is that you, you get me for a year as a consultant. Yeah, because I can't just throw somebody into that mix and expect them to figure it out. There's no way. That right, because it, it so, goes from Fruta to Moab, 90 miles, four days, three, four days on the mountain bike. It's yeah, a I mean, camping, I'm giving some details camping. here, so let's not go too far with that. Okay, but, all right. All right. Uh, but basically, it's a multi-day mountain bike experience. It's a it, it's a large group format, and we do two of those trips in the uh, in the spring. But nonetheless, um, so this is something I've been doing for well over 20 years, close to 25 years, and I've had a ball doing it. It's been a, a labor of love. It's been a passion. It's been a huge source of frustration at times, but um, it has been a huge part of my life. Well over 20 years invested in this, and it's time for me to hand it off to, to somebody that's going to take it to the next level or to another level or just continue it, whatever they're going to do. But it's time for me to step back and do some other things that I want to do, which just chase some uh, some projects and some things that I want to do before it's game over, you know? So this frees me up to do that. And I really love who I'm handing it off to because I this is something I take a lot of pride in. I'm very proud of what I created there. Yeah. And, and the experience that that gives to a lot of people every year and I want to be sure that that is continued in the same vein that it has always been. And, you know, obviously when I let go of control and ownership of that, I don't have that control, but I love the person that's taking over it. And I think they're going to do a fantastic job and, uh, and we'll continue it in the trajectory that it has been on for the last 20 years. And it'll only get better from here. So I couldn't be more excited about that. Oh. Nonetheless, so that will happen. Um, Alex may move. Alex may move from Boulder. I don't know. Maybe. I, tell you, I don't know if the rest of the world's ready for you. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a different question. But so <laughs> things that are happening. Um, what else is happening? I finished a kitchen remodel. That was a lot of fun. Um, and now I might end up selling the house and which is like, goodbye, kitchen. I know. Because that that's going to be a little anticlimactic. Oh. <laughs> but hopefully I'm trading up to something better. Um Anyway, so those are some of the things that are going on in my life. Well, and you know, you're a welder, and I know that, that you told me, uh, you know, because this this whole I'm a um, hobby welder, yes. Well, nonetheless, a welder's a welder, and and this um, whole Titanic thing has captivated both of us. The mm -hmm. uh, the the submersible, because I think I they think look that you freakishly like the propane tanks outside of houses in rural America. I think you were going to start up because you're not doing the desert rides anymore. Weren't you going to do? Um, gas tank submersible rides to the bottom of mobile bay weren't yeah that was the idea twenty five hundred dollars i'll put you inside a propane tank and drop you into the bay mm -hmm. there's it'll get you to the bottom of the bay i don't know how we're going to get them out yet <laughs> we haven't figured that out but you know it's mobile bay oh well yeah. there's no telling um, what's at the bottom of that sucker i mean that's well, part of the sense of adventure you you don't know you don't know, you don't know. why would you want to go to somewhere where you know where, go to somewhere where you know what you're going to see that's a good point. Let's let's go to the bottom of a body of water outside Alabama, because it's sure to not be covered with beer cans. No, no way. No. Yeah. Well, okay. And you know, we're alluding to this whole submersible thing mm -hmm. that um, went on with the going down to look at the Titanic. Now, there's a couple things that have happened, and I just found out one thing, and uh, that is that uh, my I just got the phone with my brother. Mm -hmm. who when he was in aviation for quite a while mm -hmm. he knew one of the guys that died oh no kidding yeah 
Yeah, Hamish. His name was Hamish. Uh, yeah, the British guy. Yeah, the British guy. Yeah. yeah. And um, they called him the British billionaire. Apparently, he was not a billionaire, um, but that's what they called him. And but yeah, he was an aircraft broker. Oh no, kidding. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was and he's him, like, yeah. I think it is, and his son wasn't it? No, no. His son, the guy with the son, was another guy. Okay. So anyway, but he said Hamish. He goes, yeah, he was nice. He goes, I looked at my. He goes, I heard that, and I looked at my phone. I was like, oh yeah, I got his number. It's right there. Um, I said, did you call it? And he's like, no. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, so I found that out today, and Hamish Harding was his name, and um. So here's the thing with that submersible, because me and you know a little bit about materials and things like that. So the main body of it was um, uh, carbon fiber, and 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 you had you had two ends on it, and then you had a porthole. So all those little parts, all in big parts as they may be, yeah, had different compression rates, and that's probably what happened when uh, carbon fiber fails. It fails catastrophically. It, it it doesn't just crack. It's just boom and you're done. It's basically fiberglass. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's plastic. It's, it's almost plastic, is what it is. So well, it's it's a combination of a of a you know like a continuous filament fiber something or another like fiberglass material. Mm -hmm. um, it's that and uh, and epoxy over the top. Yeah, which is the same thing as fiberglass, except you're you know using fiberglass instead of a carbon fiber, basically. So. If you were to take a um, you know a T-shirt and you smoldered it like you burned it, mm -hmm. but there was no oxygen in there, um, which is how they make charcoal, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, but so yeah, if you were to smolder it and you just come out with the dark fat, you know that's carbon. It's not the same carbon they would use, mm -hmm. but that's carbon and it has some properties or something or another that are advantageous to it. And then you just cover the thing in glue and mold it into a shape. That's carbon fiber. But it is tremendously strong and it's remarkably effective, but it doesn't do everything well. And <laughs> I think that's the thing they were talking about with this is that carbon fiber was known in the industry to not be an acceptable, acceptable material for fatigue cycles like this, where compress the crap out of it and then expand it and compress yeah. it and expand it versus titanium can handle that. But carbon fiber is, I think, too rigid. Yeah. And yeah, so, but you know, like that portal on the front, I mean, they, they weren't haphazard about this, you know, they were trying to innovate and push the envelope and say, no carbon fiber will work. And it did work for like what, eight, 10 dives. Something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Eight or 10. Yeah. But you know, a lot of people had warned, okay, this is not going to work long term because it's going to sustain damage through fatigue over time. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the, the CEO, whoever owned the submersible is like, nope, it's going to work out. And he had made he had made a name for himself by breaking the rules and making things work. And mm -hmm. so, hey, my hat's off to you for the innovation. Unfortunately, sometimes that bites you in the ass. But here's an interesting, uh, here's an interesting little sidebar on that, is that the portal that's right up in the front, which is mm -hmm. this big window. Yeah. Uh, it was the only window that they had to see out. Yeah. Um, and that thing was something like eight inches thick of oh. polycarbonate or something yeah. like that, uh -huh. like Lexan plastic, but uh -huh. eight inches thick. And the uh, and the guy, I saw a video of the guy talking about it. He was talking it up. Uh, he's like, yeah, so the cool thing about this is it doesn't fail catastrophically right off the bat. It creeps. So oh. if it were, because it, it'll actually compress a measurable amount uh -huh. by the time they're two miles down, that eight inch thick polycarbonate thing now is only like seven inches thick. Or something oh. crazy like that. Oh, really? Like, but when it starts to fail, you'll see all the cracks starting to happen at the very edges of it. Uh -huh. And they slowly creep across 
the surface of uh -oh. it or something like that. And that's uh -huh. when you know, okay, up, let's go up quick. Yeah. Let go up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I was talking to my brother about it and I said, well, would you ever want to go down there? And he was like, no. He's like, why would I want to go, go all the way down there just to, are you killing flies? I was, I had a skeeter and I had to get him. Oh, okay. All right. So, so my brother, he said, I wouldn't go all the way down there. What are you going to see? Metal? <laughs> <laughs> with a whole lot of dirt on it yeah yeah i know so here here's the other thing and i don't know if this was intentional or not so i read the wall street journal i read the print edition and um right Since next when to did you start getting the journal in print you were actually get it on getting saturdays in print. no i get it on saturdays in print and then the rest of the time it just look it's digital but it looks like the news the newspaper right yeah okay. so the ad right next to on the same page with the Titanic uh, submersible article was, and I'm not kidding you, an Omega watch advertisement for the Seamaster model. <laughs> Precision <laughs> to any depth. <laughs> that's what that's what it said. And it was right by that submersible implosion article. And did they do the little, you know, like the little up arrow in the middle of that marketing text and say, and crush proof? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know if anyone's going to see Master on that, uh, on that. And did not. it survive if it did? Oh, I, well, I don't know. We're going to find out. But I thought that was. What's your take on expensive watches like that? Because I know guys that have hundred thousand dollar watch collections, just ridiculous no, stuff. I don't you know? do I don't do expensive watches. I don't do expensive purses. Uh -huh. I'll do expensive bikes, and I'll spend some money on a car, but that's kind of it. Well, so but what I'm asking is, do you notice when somebody is wearing an exceptionally uh, pricey or exotic timepiece, like a, a guy, or if he's uh, wearing a hundred fifty dollar Swiss Army watch? Um, no, I know. I don't. The difference? I don't notice that. Well, because you know, I've done all the props for our videos, and yeah. um, I, I all I know is that they're big and clunky and shiny. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I wouldn't know. My anything. problem with the metal watch is that anytime I sit down at my desk and I try and type something on the keyboard, the watch is banging into the wooden desk. Oh. And scratch it. So I have to take it off to use a keyboard, and it's like this is not worth the trouble. I don't know. You should try one of these Omegas. Try, try one. I don't know, man. I got a I got a thirty dollar Timex Expedition uh, with Indiglow feature, and it has a stopwatch. I love that. Plus, it oh. tells me what day it is in case I'm wondering is this Saturday or Sunday. It'll actually tell me, um, and then I don't have to go ask somebody, which I can tell you is embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> well, that never goes over well. Plus, it glows in the dark, and it has an alarm. Should I need an alarm? Uh, and it has a Velcro strap that I really can't ruin. That's what you need is more stuff you can't ruin. Yeah. Uh, well, the but, great thing but, about this is it'll last me two years, and then I'll have it so banged up and destroyed that I just go spend thirty dollars. You'll lose it. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So, so, so you know who doesn't have to worry about what time it is anymore? Who? Unabomber. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. I'm waiting for a bad joke to come out of that this. That was a like, great you know, joke. That was because awesome. he was sending out what time bombs. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he did send out time bombs, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> something along those lines. But yeah. so anyway, what happened? Did he die? Committed suicide in jail. Oh, that's okay. I did hear something about this, but there was something else going on that was much bigger at the time. Uh, it was a submersible attention. is what was going that on. That must be it. Okay. Yeah. So so anyway, no more Unabomber. He was 81, killed himself in jail. I don't know how he did it. Um, but you, you know what? He made it that far. Why would he just, I mean, I, I guess he had given up any, any. Uh, hope that he was going to get out at that point. Yeah, he's not getting out. But you know what? Here's the thing: he <laughs> well, wasn't he wasn't wrong about anything he said. 
About what? About society and computers and all well, that. What did like, he say? Oh, I don't have it uh, memorized. But the gist of it. The gist of it is is that we're going to depend more on computers than in social connection was going to go away. Well, that's pretty much what happened. I know. He was right. Uh-huh. That's the thing. But he, he, but he blew people up at the same time. So, well, how did the blowing people up come into the equation? He just got, he got angry. He went to Harvard, you know. No, I didn't. Yeah, he was super smart. Huh. Yeah. So, anyway, no more Unabomber. He is gone. And um, you know who else is in jail who hopefully won't kill herself? Elizabeth Holmes. I saw, so she actually went in. I know that the judge was calling her in and she was coming up with every reason in the book why I'm white and blonde and I should not be in jail. Uh, that is true. So here's the thing. She had two kids when she knew she was going to jail. She just had one of them and then mm-hmm. went to. So I don't know. I think that's extra selfish. I do. To um, the least. Yeah. Yeah. So because what are those kids going to do? They're not going to have a mom. She's supposed to be in there 11 years. Uh, she went there May 30th. And now her lawyers are contesting the court plan for her to pay $250 a month restitution once she's out of jail in 11 years. And it's four hundred million or so that she owes. She can't can't afford two hundred and fifty dollars a month now after she's uh, out of jail. Okay, um, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for Elizabeth Holmes. She's nope, zero. Defrauded millions of people with her BS and come up with every possible reason why she does not belong in jail for her BS. Mm-hmm. Right down to having children, which will now be motherless because her little i don't know that didn't work to keep her out of jail mm-hmm. and now she doesn't want to have to pay back any of the money that she took 250 dollars you can come up with 250 dollars a month well, yeah, anyway okay. yeah so that's no elizabeth, Holmes. Elizabeth, elizabeth Holmes. so so um you know before we wrap this here uh because you know we're talking about all the current events that there are to talk about we got to talk about nico's hibachi in florida what Ni- is that well it's north florida it's up there in your neck of the woods in the panhandle in the panhandle mm-hmm. uh-huh. that's yeah. alabama so, and Florida. yeah so um there were people uh getting hospitalized after they ate there because they found out once they got to the hospital that at the rice nico's hibachi. yeah at nico's hibachi the rice was laced with meth what the hell i know <laughs> they laced the rice with meth at nico's hibachi and uh and so eight people ended up in the hospital and uh for those not um, not hospitalized. The side effects were uh, stealing catalytic converters and uh, detailing their cars until sunrise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so I want to know if this entire business plan originated with the original Coca-Cola. Oh, it could have. I don't know. Well, here's... how many of those people ended up in the hospital because they drank too many Cokes because they were just too happy about those Cokes. Uh, you know what? I, I'm sure it's connected because here's the deal is that um how did i miss this is it we're putting rice or lacing meth into the rice i'm thinking i mean their yelp reviews must have been through the roof oh so the yelp reviews now this This place is freaking amazing this first one's from crystal (laughs) which was a little ironic okay oh wait her name was crystal her name was crystal (laughs) the service was great but the food was really salty crystal that's not salt okay uh, you of all people should be able to see that (laughs) yeah and then uh dova said 
The food was so good, it made him strip all the copper out of his house, but it was fantastic. <laughs> He's been up four and a half days. <laughs> these are great. How many reviews did you read? I read these two. That's no, that's I, it. <laughs> I love that. So on that note, we, Alex, I think we should sign off. And uh, and we will be back with more um, riveting viewpoints on, on current events whenever we have them. Lots of rivets. We have lots of rivets over here. I bought a new rivet gun. We're good to go. All right. I'll see you next time, Alex. <laughs> see ya.